everybody that's listening, get prepared because we are going to switch things up a little bit on you. Anyway, welcome to the Mastering Marriage Podcast, Season 2, Episode number 59. It's about to go down. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome, everybody, to Season 2 of the Mastering Marriage Podcast. My name is David Taylor. I'm here with my lovely, beautiful, sexy... Hey. You <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> She's ready to jump in. Mandy, how are you doing today? I'm good. So your sexy wife, because you didn't finish well, I was saying gonna, who I was. But you got so hyped and talking about some, hey, she, y'all here, use her a little sexy, hey. Y'all know it was me. Anyway, so Mandy, welcome to the show. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. How you, you do? I can't complain. I, you know, we 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 getting through. We gonna get, we got an episode today that's gonna be a little different. It is. So, but they'll um, enjoy it. Yeah, I think you guys are gonna really enjoy this particular episode because, well, I'll explain that in a minute. But first, I do want to give a shout out to all of our patrons. Yes. And when I mean all, I mean the few that <laughs> we have so far. Uh, all of the patrons that are. Uh, supporting the podcast mm-hmm. um, in any way, whether it's a dollar, whether it's $10, we just want to thank you guys for your support, for you guys helping to allow us to do this more freely. Yes, so, we definitely appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, we appreciate that. We definitely do. So um, today uh, we are going to do something a little different. Today we're going to take all of the wives into the mind of their husband. Yes. So... In doing so, um, I'm going to actually refer back to an episode that I recorded a while ago, and it's titled Every Man's Battle. So wives, I'm going to take you into the mind of your husband by talking about every man's battle. Um, And this is a battle that every man will have if they haven't already had it. And most likely, even if they've already had it, they're going to have this battle again and again. This is every man's battle. And it's important, wives, that you listen to this information because this will help you to communicate and empathize and interact with your husband on a more, on a deeper level, I guess. And so um, this is going to be yeah. a good one for you. So so, so, so we're going to actually play, play an episode that I recorded on my Four Husbands Only podcast. Uh, now, with that being said, after we're done with the intro... The only voice that you'll hear until we close out the show will be mine, because I don't know if any, if you haven't listened to the Four Husband Only podcast on that episode or on that podcast, it's me talking to the husbands. Mm-hmm. And so in this particular episode, it's going to be a recording of one of the podcast episodes that I did in the past, almost a year ago. Uh, and, and the thing is, some may say, OK, so why are you playing this? And it got some traffic, but not a lot of traffic. And that podcast, right, the Four Husbands Only podcast has nowhere near the amount of reach that this podcast has. Right. And so um, playing that particular episode on this one will be good because a lot of people that didn't hear it, the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that hadn't heard that information will have access to it here. Um, yes, because, and it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you, baby. Yeah. And, and a lot of people subscribe to this podcast, to, but not to that one, mm-hmm. um, because I may not even finish the doing podcast episodes for that one, but that's for another topic. Uh, But anyway, so this is a topic, like I said, that is very, very valuable 
for not just husbands, but also for wives. So here's what I want you to do if you're a wife and you are about to listen to this exclusive episode. It's got three things I want you to do. Okay. First, I want you to listen to this episode with your husband in mind. Okay. Because here's the thing. I'll be talking about topics that men deal with in secret. So this episode will give you a behind the curtain view of your husband. Also, I want you to listen to this episode with an open heart. Okay. Make sure that as you listen to this episode, make sure that you don't go into it with a preconceived notion or with a guarded heart. Right. Knowing the biggest struggle that your husband will wrestle with in his life will help you to position yourself so that you truly are able to be his help meet. Okay. Because you are there in his life to be his help meet. And this information will give you a strategic advantage. Okay. This information will help you pray uh, more effectively. This will help you to communicate more effectively Mm -hmm. and to really understand what's going on behind the scenes. Right. Because it's important for us to be students of our spouses, husbands and wives. Mm, Yeah. Trust me, this stuff is good. So, um, and, and Mandy, you're so right. Being a student of your spouse, uh, both ways is going to be important. So maybe we'll do one of these for wives as well where the, where Mandy is talking and, and the husbands are, are listening and learning because you know, we need some help. Y'all, we really do. We all do. (laughs) Lastly, and this is still for the wives. Lastly, I want you to be gentle with this information. Okay. One of the main reasons why most husbands don't open up to their wives is is because they fear that doing so will cause them to be seen differently. Mm. My challenge for you wives is to resist the urge to fix him exploit him or even view him differently. Mm -hmm. Okay. Instead, I just want you to focus on creating a safe place for him so that he can be comfortable being vulnerable with you in the right time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So resist the urge to mother him or nurture him uh, in in a manner that will make him feel unsafe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just be gentle with this information. And if you are a husband and you're listening to this episode, I only ask one thing out of you. Okay. Just one thing. I want you to find yourself inside of my words, okay? I know that sounds weird, but just go with it for a second. I want you to resist the urge to see how what I'm about to say doesn't relate to you. And instead, I want you to focus on how it does relate to you. So don't try to disqualify yourself from what I'm about to talk about. Instead, find ways to qualify yourself so that this information can truly impact you in the right way. So now that all of the formalities are out the way, Uh, Mandy, you got anything you want to add before we jump right in? No, I just say enjoy and definitely take it all in. As David said, there's a lot of great nuggets in this episode. Mm -hmm. Great nuggets. Nuggets of knowledge. Nuggets of knowledge. So let's go ahead and jump right into every man's battle. And then we're going to talk to you when it's done. So in today's episode, I will be talking about a topic that most if not all, men struggle with, but very few people actually talk about it. Let me ask you guys a question. What is your biggest battle? Is it women? Is it money? Is it influence? What about power? Is it the fear of failure? What about not having enough to provide for your family or not being able to do the things that you would like to do? What's your biggest battle? What do you struggle the most with? See, a lot of men would say that 
they don't have any battles. <laughs> a lot will say that they have a life that is under control. And if that's you, let's see if I can be nice when I say this, but if that's you, then you may not be ready to listen to this podcast episode. Not because you have everything together, but because you may be too blind to see the truth. <laughs> and I say that with all due respect, but I do mean it. <laughs> the truth is that I haven't met a man yet that doesn't have a battle of some sort. See, we are all afflicted with an internal conflict that often impacts how we relate to the world around us. Every man has a battle. Think about your favorite superhero story or your favorite movie. Think about your favorite hero. For some, it's Superman. Maybe it's Batman or Spider-Man or Iron Man or Captain America. I love the Incredible Hulk, right? Think about your superhero, your favorite hero. I can all but guarantee that their story, whoever your hero of choice is, their story has something to do with the hero's journey. A journey where the main character starts out as a no-name, obscure character who somehow is awoken to the latent destiny inside of them. Whether it's a superpower or a mission to solve a major problem, like save the world, <laughs> the character, your character, is faced with a seemingly insurmountable mountain to overcome. And in order to conquer this mountain, they will have to defeat the biggest and hardest enemy in a battle often to the death. In this hero's story, the hero's journey, they are often faced with temptations, distractions, and confusions, but those aren't the main battle, right? I mean, if you look at any of these, you know, the Spider-Man movies or the Superman movies or the Batman movies, there's always these micro battles that they have to fight, but those aren't the main battle. Remember, um, the most recent uh, Batman versus Superman, they fought against themselves, but that wasn't the main battle. The main battle was with Doomsday. See, the fight between them two, they, those were micro battles. The internal issues that Superman was wrestling with and the stuff that Batman was wrestling with, those were all micro battles. Now, these micro battles were used as a way to point the main character in the right direction. See, micro battles are designed to prepare the hero for the main battle, the battle that will often determine his fate. Now, in these stories, the battle is usually staged between the hero and the villain. Often the villain is the complete antithesis of the hero, the reverse reflection of who the hero really is. Now, the villain is the dark reflection that comes from the light emitted by the hero. The villain is the hero turned inside out. So just think about it. You know, you got Lex Luthor, Superman, you got the Joker with Batman, right? And it's even funny that the Joker and the Batman, they have this relationship where they can't truly get rid of the other. They almost need the other. It's almost like they're the opposite of each other. They're the, the it's like Batman is one side of the coin and the Joker is the other side of the coin. And they, they have to have each other to perfectly balance each other out. It's just weird, but just think about that for a second. If you look close enough, the villain or the obstacle that the hero has to conquer in order to save the day, if you look really closely, the villain is really the hero. 
See, the hero's journey is about the hero defeating himself by finding his true self and choosing to be his true self. Hopefully that's not confusing. (laughs) The hero, in a sense, has to defy his old logic, his faulty beliefs, his fears. He has to shed his old image and intentionally believe something that's truer about him so that he can become the best version of himself. The hero's journey is every man's battle. The hero's journey is your battle. Your battle as a man, as a father, and as a husband is with the reflection that you see when you look in the mirror. Allow me to explain why this is the case. And then I want to talk about what we can do to rectify this. But just remember, every man has a battle. And your battle is the hero's journey. Your battle is with the reflection that you see in the mirror. So it's not with sex. It's not with porn. It's not with being tempted by lust or other women or thighs or breasts or booties. It's not with that. It's not with money. Right. It's not with money, power, respect. (laughs) Right. It's not with any of that. Those are micro battles. Your battle, your biggest battle is with yourself. See, here in America, we have a have, do, be complex. That's right. Have, do, be. See, as men, we derive our personal value based on what we have and what we're able to. To do. See, in America, we feel that we can only be men if we have specific things and do specific things. Think about your life. If you're honest, you will notice that you feel the most competent as a man based on the things that you have, whether it's the size of your muscles or the amount of money in your bank account. You most likely derive who you are based off of what you have. And that notion of masculinity is often further reinforced based on what you're able to do with what you have. So if you can buy that nice 60-inch flat screen TV because you have the money in the bank to do so, you do it because doing so further validates your self-identity. Think about it. When was the last time you felt comfortable having a 13-inch TV? (laughs) Or (laughs) when was the last time you really was comfortable not being strong as a man, not having muscles, right? Think, Think about the things that you have and the things that you do. Usually that determines your masculinity. I used to do this all the time. I would buy certain things and my weakness happened to be nice watches and shoes. So I would stock up on watches and shoes so that others could see that I had these things, right? And thus think certain thoughts about me based off of what I had. So if I had a lot of showy stuff like shoes and clothes and watches, people would look at me and be like, oh man, that dude got bank. He got money. Yeah, he's doing it. He's balling, right? I used to do this when it came to, to when we got married. I had two homes, right? For no reason. Obviously, I should have thought better about the money investment and things like that. But yeah, I had two homes and I was I was I was balling. I was stunting. 
really was stunting. I wasn't balling. <laughs> I would go into the gym and I would lift heavy weights so that others could see how strong I was. Right? In college, I would often flirt with women and associate myself with them so that my male friends could see what I was capable of. Right? <laughs> At one point, I even had a nickname called God's Gift to women. <laughs> now, I wasn't God's gift, but that's how I positioned myself. Um, anyway, yeah. And it went to my head. Now I'm like, I hate that I had that because I didn't do anything to deserve it. And it was all ego, which a lot of the stuff that we do as men, it's all about ego anyway. But all of this was so that I could show them and myself that I was a man capable of doing what other men couldn't do. Now, remember, if you know my backstory, I grew up with daddy issues. My dad never validated me because he wasn't around, not because he left, but because my mom and dad got a divorce. And so I stayed with my mom and three sisters. I didn't have the male presence there to help nurture me into becoming a healthy man. And because I didn't have that, I had to come up with my own definition. And as a result, that left me with a ton of voids because I didn't know what the right definition of masculinity was. Not sexuality, but masculinity. What type of man am I? And as a result, I had to then go about proving to myself through me proving to others that I was a man. Think about why you have and do certain things. And think about why you place a value on having and doing certain things. Often, if you're honest, Often, the reason is because to have these things and to be able to do these things makes us feel valuable, competent, and validated. Let's be real. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel good about ourselves when we can walk up in a room and have what other people don't have. Or we could pull up in a nice car and we got people looking at us. It makes us feel good. If you think back to episode three, which was part two of Penis Envy, I recommend go and listen to that if you haven't. I spoke about two areas that men try to protect the most. And this is key. I want you, if, if you don't remember anything from this episode, remember these two things. Remembering these two things will help save a lot of issues from happening, happening in the future. Think about this. It is these two areas that are often the driving forces behind our desire to have and do certain things so that we can be masculine. It's these two things. These two areas of vulnerability are when men feel, number one, incompetent, and when men feel, number two, inadequate. So when men feel incompetent and when men feel inadequate, those are the two areas of vulnerability that men try to protect the most. In all of my studies, over 13 years now, the one place that these two areas are exposed the most is in marriages. <laughs> I know. The one place that you want to go to find safety and security is the one place where you go and you are often exposed the most. See, being married exposes all of your flaws. Your wife will in some way cause you to feel inadequate or insufficient, if not both. See, not because she wants you to feel that way, because she's not doing this on purpose. Hopefully she's not. <laughs> but rather, at some point in your marriage, her actions either unintentionally or intentionally will trigger these two areas of vulnerability. 
And as a result, your hero's journey will begin all over again. So the moment you're triggered, you are again thrust into the ring with yourself. Get this, guys. The moment she triggers your greatest fears, the fear of being inadequate or the fear of being incompetent, you then have to decide who to be. You have to decide who to become. It is usually at this point that husbands begin to overcompensate. And I see it all the times with the work that we do. It is here where most men will over-masculinize themselves as a way to cope with feeling incompetent or inadequate. I was just working with someone literally the other day, one of our standers, um, and she was sharing with me how, uh, you know, she was going through a period where she needed to be comforted by her husband. Uh, she was, you know, going through grieving. She needed to be comforted. She went to her husband to be comforted. He couldn't comfort her in the moment. And so that exposed his feelings of inadequacies because he couldn't provide to her what she was needing. And as a result, the next day he went the complete opposite end of the spectrum and started to tear her down, berate her, belittle her, right? And he was a very contemptuous person. He was tearing her down with words and text messages so that he can feel better about himself because this was his way of coping with feeling inadequate and incompetent. Think about that. I want you to ask yourself, have you ever done something similar, right? Because usually whenever we're triggered, whenever our inadequacies or our incompetencies are triggered, we then go to the other extreme of over-masculinizing ourselves. And whether it's through overworking, over-drinking, watching porn, or having an affair, we usually cope with our inevitable battles by doing something to prove to ourselves that we are who we would like to be. I hope you notice the trend here. Again, we do things to be. Think about that. Another way to put it is this. We seek to validate our identity by doing certain things. So in the example I gave about this wife that I was working with, her husband, because his, his insecurities were triggered, he validated himself by doing certain things to her that were not healthy. See, when I cheated on my wife, that was my motive. Whenever I slipped into pornography, that was my motive. When I bullied my wife by out-talking her or yelling over her, that was my motive. When I shut her out by hiding my emotions, that was my motive. I was seeking to validate my identity by doing certain things. Doing these things helped me to feel a certain way. Doing these things helped me to feel in control of my own masculinity. As I'm sure you can tell by now, this way of thinking is seriously flawed. And I really mean seriously flawed. Doing things this way keeps you locked into the hero's journey where your greatest enemy is yourself. Think about that. As long as you cope in this manner, you will stay locked into the hero's journey where you will always have to battle yourself. I would like to challenge you to see a different alternative, an alternative where you aren't your greatest enemy. 
Instead, I would like for you to see an alternative where you are your greatest asset. Simply put, instead of having a have, do, be complex, I would like for you to have a be, have, do complex. Okay? Take that in. So instead of having a have, do, be complex, I would like for you to have a be, have, do complex. Thinking from this angle allows you to ascribe your masculinity based on who you are, not what you have and not what you are capable of doing. Being first is all about choosing to believe and agreeing with what is already true about you. Being is all about having an intimate connection with your creator so that you can see yourself through the right lenses. Imagine how much more effective you could be as a husband and as a man if you never had to prove yourself to anyone. Imagine how much more effective you would be if you never had to prove to yourself who you were. Imagine what life would look like if you were who you truly are. I'm going to say that again. Imagine what life would look like if you were who you truly are. I want you to remember something, okay? And this is the second thing I want you to remember, if not everything. (laughs) Self-acceptance is the key to life, okay? Self-acceptance is the key to life. How well you accept who you are will determine the type of life that you live. The quality of your life and the quality of your marriage is based on you accepting the reflection that you see in the mirror. Your marriage depends on you being all of who God created you to be. You can never be anyone different than who you are created to be. Okay? I want you, you have to get this. You can never be anyone different than who you are created to be. Now, you can try. (laughs) I'm a lion, but if I try to be a billy goat, I can try all I want, but I will never truly accomplish that (laughs) because I'm a lion. That's my nature. The more you try to be someone different, the harder life and the harder your marriage will get. Okay. So if you're sitting here struggling in marriage, you're sitting here wrestling and having a difficult time. Maybe it's because you are trying to be someone who you are not. Maybe it's because you are denying the reflection in the mirror. Maybe it's because you have not accepted who you really are. The more you try to be someone different, the harder your marriage will get. For some of you, becoming your true self is merely a matter of already believing what is true about you. You've already heard from God about your true nature. You just have to believe what he said and be who you see. For others, which is probably the vast majority of people, For others, becoming your true self is more about learning from God in terms of how he sees you and then becoming that person. For you, your life has most likely been constantly pushing you into micro battles, battles that are intended to help you truly self-actualize or become your true self. 
So if you've worried or wondered, why do I keep running into these brick walls? Why am I struggling in my finances and my health and my relationships on my job? Why do every time I turn around, something bad is going on? It's probably because those micro battles that keep popping up, that's designed to push you closer to your destiny. It's probably because you are never learning from those micro battles. It's probably because you aren't taking notes. You aren't paying attention. You aren't following the map. I believe life is designed to push us closer to our destiny. I think that things happen in our life to promote us, to accelerate us, to help us to self-actualize. But if I never catch the clue, I'll keep repeating the cycle. And so for you, you've probably repeated the cycle and continue to struggle. And maybe this is your second marriage. Maybe this is your third marriage. Or maybe this is the first time or the second time that you guys are separated and you guys keep hitting a brick wall. Maybe it's because those micro battles, which are meant to help teach you, you aren't learning. Again, every man has a battle. Every man will go on their hero's journey. Look, your marriage is depending on you being your fullest version, being your true self. Your battle is with yourself. We're here. We're, we're developing a movement of men. My job, my goal is to affect a million marriages. And to do that, I have to impact a million men. So um, I'm, I'm putting my, my bid in and I'm here to help. But I, listen to this episode. Go back through it. Take notes. Do what you need to do. Uh, but the job, the goal is to become a better version of yourself. Don't be afraid of the man in the mirror. Accept all of who you are. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up here. Later on, we'll talk about how do I hear from God? How do I become a spiritual leader? What does all that look like? Well, don't worry. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk about all those juicy things. But I'll wrap up here. Until next time, guys, I'm David Taylor signing off. Check this podcast out. Share it with other men. I'll talk to y'all later. Deuce, deuce, baby. So, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, we wanted to try something different, so make sure that you uh, leave us some feedback, right? Because we, we're curious to know, was was this a nice switch up for you? Did it work for you? Um, was it different in a positive or negative way? Either way, we just want to hear some feedback. So let us know what your experience was with this episode. Um, you know, our goal with this podcast, the Mastering Marriage Podcast, is to make sure that we are giving you the highest quality information so that your marriage is truly changed. Right. So, David, speaking of high quality content, why mm -hmm. don't you share with our listeners just how we plan to continue improving our show mm -hmm. and how they can help us to do it? OK, yeah. So I'll play the uh, Patreon thing and yeah. you guys take a listen and then we'll be back to wrap up. Hi, guys. I want to introduce you to Patreon. You may have never heard about Patreon but allow me to share with you what this resource is all about. Patreon is simply a way for all of our listeners, our supporters, and those who feel that they have benefited from our message to show their gratitude. See, our business, Mend Our Marriage, has grown tremendously over the past three years. And as a result, we have been extremely busy with our coaching services, counseling services, our three-day intensives, as well as our books, the Facebook groups, and the many, many behind-the-scenes things that we do to keep the business running. 
we've been so blessed. Yes, blessed that Mandy now works full time from home with me. But the bigger we have grown, the busier we have gotten. And as a result, we have had to take away time from things like recording podcast episodes to actually working with the many marriages and clients that pay us for our services. And because of that, you, the listeners, have missed out on our new podcast episodes. Quite frankly, we just haven't had time to produce them. Patreon changes that. Patreon makes us accountable to producing new shows because you, the listener, can now make a monthly pledge that can finance our podcast production. With the new financial stream that Patreon provides, we can move away from having to work so much with our clients to being free enough to work for all of our listeners through our Mastering Marriage podcast. Patreon is a crowdfunded system that lets you make a monthly pledge of whatever amount you want. And what do you get for your support with us besides, of course, the love and appreciation? Well, let me share a few things that you'll get in return. You'll get everything from a heartfelt thanks, free counseling sessions, discounts on events and services, shirts, everybody likes shirts, Facebook Live Q&As, outtakes, and bonus content, all the way to the behind-the-curtain look at how the shows come together, and an even sneak peek at our new books and other projects. And by the way, Mandy has something new coming, (laughs) y'all. We're not just doing this to get rich, by the way. The funds that we raise here will go towards improving the show, upgrading our equipment, and covering the various other expenses that pop up as we move forward. Whether you just want to say thank you or you want to access some of our cool rewards, this Patreon is for you. Check out our list of pledge rewards and milestones and help make the Mastering Marriage podcast even more impactful. Will you help us break the back of divorce? If you would like to help in any way, please visit our Patreon page at www dot patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash mastering marriage that's www dot p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash mastering marriage okay so guys we are done with this show Mandy, I hope you enjoyed it, even though you didn't have to say much. <laughs> I know <laughs> you enjoyed that. You just got, got to kick back and chill. Um, so, you know, hopefully anybody that's interested in supporting the podcast, go check out Patreon. Um, also, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher Radio if you have an Android phone, go to iTunes if you have an Apple phone, leave us an honest rating and review, and also just subscribe to this episode because, it, well, actually subscribe to the podcast because the more people who subscribe to the podcast, the more, more people, people see it. Yep, the more people will see it. And, and by the way, if you are a wife and you're wondering if you should share this particular, this actual particular episode with your husband, go ahead and take the risk. Go ahead and share it with them and just say, hey, this is, I came across this. This may be some good eating for you, right? Um, and just share it with them or share it with a man or a husband in your, in your, that you know of that may benefit from this type of information. And guess what, guys? We will be back for episode number 60 in a couple of weeks. We appreciate right, y'all, y'all time, but we out. Deuces. Deuce, deuce, baby. Deuce.